Welcome to today's edition of Don't Listen to Us, number episode number 40. I'm Sean mm, King. I'm Melissa King. You were just saying, as I said we were in our 40th episode, you wish you were back in your 40s. Why? 40s was good because I have more optimism and more... Aw. Just, you know, You're saying different. you're not optimistic now? Not a lot. No, well, not all the time. pretty much of a downer thing to say. And downer. On our Debbie anniversary. Downer. Oh, yes, it's our anniversary today, everyone. Well, our Australian anniversary. Yes, our Australian anniversary. Yes. We got married one year ago today in Australia. A beautiful day on the beach bluff in Australia. Best thing I ever did. Incredible. It was so amazing, wasn't it, sweetheart? Best thing I ever did. Best thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> He's kicking me under the table That's there, right. folks. <laughs> Just, say it. Say it. <laughs> Just say it for everyone. I don't care what, care what you really think, okay? No, it was beautiful. As okay. always, we encourage you guys to email us at dltu at yml.me. This is the 23rd day of December, so hopefully you've got all your Christmas shopping done or... Finish Hanukkah or done Festivus or whatever the hell else people do nowadays. I just don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> I actually saw on Twitter someone bitching about the fact that someone else wished them Merry Christmas. Oh, dear. F-T-F-U. Why? Oh, for heaven's sakes. See, this has all gone too far. All of it. No. It's too much. I, it, I get if you don't celebrate Christmas. I have no problem with that. Nor do I. And I understand how... If you don't celebrate Christmas, depending on your vehemence against Christmas, whether you're atheist or whatever it might be, that other people, the rest of us, shall we say, who do celebrate in ways that may be, I won't say in your face, but more obvious, because it generally were, air quotes, a Christian nation, a Christian society, and the elements of that faith are very prominent this time of year. And if you don't like the elements of that faith, yeah, this is going to be a little upsetting for you. I get that. But when somebody offers you good wishes in the manner of their faith, don't be an asshole and tell them not to do that. First of all, I don't know what your faith is looking at you. I can't tell if you're Jewish or Festivalian or Saturnalian or whatever exactly, it might be. Exactly, exactly. I'm saying Merry Christmas out of kindness and my wish that you have a good time of year. Yes. And if you are even the slightest bit churlish about that, go F yourself. I agree. Unless you've got a sign on your forehead that says, don't wish me Merry Christmas. You're going to get Merry Christmases all day long. Although I will admit... <laughs> It's happened on many occasions because this time of year, Merry Christmas is almost automatic. It's what you say at the end of yes. the sentence when you're leaving someplace. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's always very funny. I've talked to these people and, and they don't mind it, but I've always felt a little bit guilty when you say that to like a guy with a turban on, like a Sikh, which we have a lot of here in, in Vancouver and in Canada because mm. they don't celebrate Christmas. They might. You know, but you just feel like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're always like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. like a lot of cab drivers, you get like, hey, Merry Christmas. And you think, oh, shit. <laughs> He's a Sikh. But see, I'm not used He's to Hindu. it because my father-in-law for over 20 years, Jewish yes. and brought up, you know, Jewish. But he celebrated Christmas with the vehemence of any. It was he celebrated Christmas bigger than anybody. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. He loved the lights and the tree, and he was Jewish. Yeah. And and to me, he he just he embraced it so much. And so I'm used to I'm used to him and thinking. Well, he ha his whole religious background yeah. is. I don't know. I just. I think it depends on, and you don't know this until you know the person. Depends on their feelings about the holidays. He loved it, whether he liked the lights or Santa Claus or the gift giving or the tree, or whatever it might be. He, in no way, shape, or form, believed that this was Christ's birthday. Or if he did, he didn't see the no, religious. No, it wasn't about that for exactly. him. Exactly, it was about something completely different. It was about yeah, the good it's feelings. about family and family. good feelings and joy, food and drink yes. and all that kind of stuff. And his father, when he immigrated to Canada, um. Uh, he, when he got to Canada and had his children and everything in Montreal, he decided, oh, we're going to celebrate Christmas. We're in Canada now and we're going to celebrate Christmas. So he was brought up with yeah. Christmas. Yeah. But he was still Jewish and he still, yep. he still was a member of the Jew. Now, the thing is with, with, with like Christianity, Judaism, there are degrees along the path, along the continuum yes. of Jewishness. There yes. are observant the 
strict yes, Jews who yes. hold kosher and don't you know hold the Sabbath yes. and, and that's fine. I, yes. I, I think I think those traditions are fascinating. I do really too. I've spent time with those people. It's beautiful. But to, for you, for anyone to complain that someone wished them a Merry Christmas, that just you're just a jerk. Yeah, you just let it go. Exactly. You let just it go. You go Happy Holidays right. or say Happy Hanukkah, or whatever. Goodbye. You, or yes, yes, or have a lovely holiday. Enjoy your family or not. I've, I mean, that comes down to what do we not say if we don't know something about people. Because then you'd have to be careful about what well, maybe those people don't have any family and maybe yeah. blah, 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 blah. you know you're always everyone's walking around on eggshells. Nope, screw it's it, crazy. Crush the eggshells. Yes, uh, I've, I've made a decision. We are awarding our friend Scott Thrift in Sydney, Australia, the sobriquet, the title of official Australian correspondent to DLTU. Oh, is he? Because he sends us emails on a regular basis. Oh, he They're does. Always interesting. True. And you two got a thing going on. I'm a little suspicious. Oh, we I, do. I know. We I do. like the way you don't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, we do. And I agree. I think that he he officially should be that. He's, I think he'll so like he will, that. For now on, be referred to as the, the official Australian correspondent for DLTU. All right. Merry Christmas, guys. OAC, official Australian <laughs> correspondent. OAC, I like that. OAC. OAC for DLTU. <laughs> Uh, Scott, uh, uh, unfortunately, we have no money. So you have to get your own business cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs> he said, hey, Sean, Melissa, you mentioned tipping the hotel maid last week. Australia has never had a culture of tipping. Mm-hmm. In most restaurants, etc., there is no tipping as we have a basic minimum wage here that people could actually live on. Yes. That being said, my partner and I have gotten back from our first cruise, which was amazing. P&O, the Australian Cruise Line, notes on their website that tipping isn't expected as their staff get Australian wages. Wonderful. Which is remarkable. Really, really remarkable. I don't know who P&O is, but if they do this, yes, Scott, they, they do this, that's very unusual because most other cruise lines and shipping lines in general will register their ships in countries that don't have a minimum wage or don't enforce those kinds of laws. That's why you see... Cruise ships that leave Vancouver that say it's the SS whatever, and below it, it tells its port of mm. thing, and it says Namibia mm. or Bermuda. So those people that work on there get these little pity, shitty little wages. Exactly, minimum wage, whatever it might be in, in that country. So if P&O is giving the cruise ship workers Australian wages, which is 15 20 25 bucks an hour, oh, yes. good for them. Because working at cruise ships sucks. Yes. You're working your ass off at a cruise yes. ship. Yes. If you're taking a cruise, you don't realize how much those people are working. Yes. And Scott says, we got talking to our room stewards and discovered that almost all the staff on board work seven days a week for up to eight months straight. After this, we immediately found an ATM and gave our stewards a sizable for us tip as their service was amazing. Also, FYI, cruise ships never have a 13th floor. I did not know that. Well, thank you, Scott. Yes, he went up up just up the coast of Australia. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't know that, but you apparently do. <laughs> we had that cute little Well, you know that Agnes met Who the hell a, is Agnes? Agnes met a bed penguin. Remember I showed you the picture and the little penguin looked a little like oh I met a bear like this before. Do you remember? <laughs> Wait, Agnes is a bear? <laughs> Anyways, he went on his cruise so up, confused. up um, the coast of Australia. It looked beautiful, yeah, 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 to an island there. Cool, good for them. Yeah, and I think got back to kind of a dull, windy, um, not very pleasant entrance back into the Sydney really? Harbour. Yeah, just not, wasn't that bright, beautiful yeah, harbour that yeah. we remember. It was a kind of a scruffy day. That's too bad. So thanks, Scott, our official Thank you, Australian Scott. correspondent. OAC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, deep, 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 what else are I going to go? Oh, um, it, as it is Christmas, because you are Australian, I'm Canadian, most of our listeners are UK, there are, and I'm always fascinated by, by these kinds of things, by the traditions and symbolism of, of not only our Canadian traditions, but other people's, why you do what you do around particular holidays. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated with Jewish holidays and traditions because they're because they're, they're excuse me so foreign to me that, that they're fascinating. I like myths. I like that kind of origin story type stuff. So these are ten UK Christmas traditions that confuse Americans. So I want to know for the listeners: Are these confusing to you from the point of view that you're not familiar with them? But also from a Canadian and Australian point of view, are these things that you had at your Christmases? 
first thing, and I find this very funny, we are in the store, I guess, about two weeks ago, and you were very excited to see these things. Christmas crackers. Oh, yes. Not crackers as in num-num-num-chew, no. as in saltines, but these are these odd little um, cardboard, t- the, the description is these are a series of three <laughs> cardboard tubes mm-hmm. connected by a wrapping of colored tinfoil. And the idea is that you, you and the person next to you each grab it in and pull. And they make a little bang. It's not like a firecracker bang. It's more of a, a, a large pop. Just a pop, yeah. So you had these. This is a Christmas every Christmas, for you. every Christmas. And when did you when did you pop them? At dinner, after dinner. Oh, really? Yes, <laughs> because they were all next. To, you had one next to your plate. Yeah. And um, it was always very exciting as a kid. <laughs> always. And Why? But, but one person, unfortunately, only wins. What? The other person, well, so you have to hold on to the tag inside. Oh, that you don't create. have your own Christmas cracker. No, you have to pull it with someone else. Oh, you always okay. pull it with someone else. Okay. And you go, and 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 then whoever gets the bigger half, I shouldn't say, or the three-quarter section, inside is a prize and a little joke and a hat. <laughs> And it was always very exciting as a kid. And now, like my friend Giddy, every they have them every year at their house and they're really nice ones. So the prizes are quite are quite. So what good. you're saying is after dinner, half your guests get a prize, the other half don't. Yeah, well usually yeah, they go, Oh, I didn't get it and um everybody takes out their hats and, and puts on their hats. Uh-huh. So half your guests are wearing, are wearing hat, hats. The yes. other half aren't. And then this everybody sounds like an sh- awful idea. Well it's just odd oh, you know, it just depends on how you pull it and who, who wins the prize and the hat and the joke. Yeah, but half the people will have something the other well, half won't. It's all in good humor. Yeah, but that's nothing just, competitive about it. You just and usually, said. when you do it with a child, you share, you give the ch- gift to the child, like the funny little toy or whatever. It's not been a tradition in my family um, because those. I remember mom, we, we got them one year when I was a kid, and mom thought they were a complete and utter waste. You know, because <laughs> a whole bunch of noise, not that much noise, but a whole bunch of garbage to collect and get rid of afterwards. Yes. So we never really did them very much. Oh, okay. We yeah. can do. We can go to the store and get Christmas. Oh presents. no, no, no. I'm, I'm actually a bit. What is it? Today, the 23rd, I'm done with Christmas already. Mince pies. Uh, no. No, neither for us no, in, no, in no. Canada. No, I don't time. actually really like, to me, a mince a mince pie in Australia is like a mince meat pie. It's like mince meat. Not that, that very um, fruit-filled, raisiny. Yeah. Here, they're sweet. Yes, they're, they're uh, filled with uh, cloves, nutmeg, oh, cinnamon, yeah. dried fruit, suet, and minced meat, which I, is a sweetened meat. I don't like I them. I don't like them either. No, we didn't have those food. in Australia. Christmas pudding. Oh, yes. Really? Yes. I've never heard of, or I had never heard of Christmas pudding. It's a different kind of pudding, a special pudding? It's a special pudding that you make quite a tough. Gid does it every year. Oh, now that very I'm reading the description, I understand why you like it, you weirdo. Yeah, it's very, very, very rich, moist fruitcake, usually with a coin in it. And then you have it with custard, homemade warm custard. It is Absolutely delicious. I can't get enough of it. Christmas pudding is a sort of boiled fruitcake. What yes. is wrong with yeah. you? And then you serve it in like you 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 make it quite a ways before Christmas because you want to wrap it up in the cloth and have it fermenting and oh, delicious. You're a loon. <laughs> uh, heavily spiced doused in brandy, briefly set on fire. Yes. Certainly coins are hidden inside as an extra gift. The pudding's medieval origin comes complete with some very specific instructions from the Roman Catholic Church. Pudding should be made on the 25th Sunday after Trinity. should be prepared with 13 ingredients to represent Christ and the Twelve Apostles, and that every family member stir it in turn from east to west to honor the Magi, Magi and the supposed journey in that direction. Interesting. That's too, far too much work for pudding. Wow. Giddy's is amazing. It's... Is well, Why aren't we going to Giddy's then for <clears> Christmas? <throat> we haven't been invited, I know. unfortunately. Anyway, that's I never did like her. <laughs> you, you loved her when you met her. You can't not love her. Is um, Santa Claus called Santa Claus in Santa Claus in Australia? Yes, is it, Santa. There's no, Santa. There's no other other names for him because in the UK apparently it's uh, Father Christmas. Yeah, I know him as Saint Nick and Father Christmas, but he's usually just Santa. Yeah, other places yeah. we'll call him Sinterklaas, which oh. is Santa Claus. Okay, but yeah, here it's, it's definitely Santa Claus. Um. The Christmas advertising season. This is interesting. Was Christmas a big advertising season in Australia that where a bunch of new ads showed up? 
Because for us here in North America, it's Super Bowl. That 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 game brings out all the huge. Ad oh buys. yes, for Christmas. When is the Super Bowl? In Sorry? February. In but February, I, 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 I don't understand. That's not for Christmas. No, no, no. But in the UK, remember these are UK traditions. I'm trying to see if the UK traditions transplant over here to North America. In the UK, uh, it's it's Christmas is where a lot of oh. companies will do a big advertising blitz. That's why those John Lewis ads, those really sweet, wonderful ads that they this uh, uh, store in the UK does. It's a very special event that everyone waits for the John Lewis ad. Because oh. that's for them the, the official start of Christmas when, mm. when they see. The John, I don't. The John I don't Lewis think so. I don't remember. Perhaps now, but I don't remember as growing up. I assume they have this in Australia, Boxing Day. Of course, it always confuses our American friends as what Boxing Day is. They don't know what they, that they, is. They don't have Boxing Day in the U.S. What? Yeah, it's only. It's only. What's it was, the day after? It's it's the on, day after. It was Wednesday in this case. Yeah, so twenty sixth. They don't have Boxing no. Day. No, they don't. Which is really well, I never knew that. It's definitely, of course, a, we have Boxing Day in Australia. It's a British Commonwealth thing for those uh, folks who are familiar where it comes from. Um, there's a couple of legends as to why what Boxing Day is. Do you know them? No. One of them was that it was the day the servants got off because they had to serve the family on Christmas Day. The other was that the family would give the uh, servants their gifts from boxes that they had used the previous day. Hmm. So they're recycling the boxes. Okay. For us here in Canada, and tell me if this is true in, in uh, Australia, it's a big sales day. There is a big, usually Boxing Day sales. But, interestingly enough, I've noticed in the last five years, stores are saying, no, Boxing Day is the return day. Don't buy anything or, or, or anything like that on oh. Boxing Day. Come back for your returns or exchanges on Boxing Day. And then the other days are, are for sale. Oh, I didn't for know sale that. Days. Yeah. Uh, it says the origins of the name Boxing Day are dubious, but it's nothing to do with prize fight. Uh, it's either named for the Christmas Church of England's practice of breaking open donation boxes to distribute among the poor, or for the aristocracy giving boxes full of presents to the services, servants on the day after Christmas. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, our American friends don't. In Australia, it's just another excuse to go to the beach. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. Where I grew up, anyway. For us in Nova Scotia, that was um, uh, Friends Day. That's when you went and visited friends. Yes. Christmas Day was the family day. Yes. When you went and visited the family members, your yeah. aunts and your uncles and your grandma and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Boxing Day was the day you went and visited your, your that's friends. That's true. Yes, that's true. And this one is one I miss so much from being a kid, the Queen's Message. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. The Royal that. Christmas Broadcast. Yes, she would do Christmas that every year. Christmas Day. We always year. sat and watched the Queen's the Queen's broadcast. Why haven't I watched that for so, so, so many years? Oh, oh. But yeah, that's I, 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 I love the uh, the Queen's speech on hmm. Boxing Day. It was always a lot of fun. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Christmas, in talking about celebrations and people being upset by your celebrations, um, doesn't say where this happened, but this woman. Um, had a uh, the first time Diana Rowland decorated her lawn with inflatable dragons, a gift from her husband. It was on Halloween. The holiday decor was a success. This year, when she dressed them up in garland and Santa hat, set them out as Christmas dragons, the holiday decor were suddenly offensive. She got a letter from an anonymous neighbor who wondered if Rowland was in a demonic cult, and asked Rowland to please take them down. <laughs> this anonymous neighbor actually wrote this to them. Your dragon display is only marginally acceptable at Halloween. It is totally inappropriate at Christmas. It makes your neighbors wonder if you are involved in a demonic cult. Please consider removing the dragon. May God bless you and help you to know the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, God. God help us. I think there's someone who doesn't know the true meaning of Christmas, and it ain't the dragon lady. No. I think it's you, you uptight... I would love that. There's pictures of it. It looks kind of cool. And my and I know Rory would love it. And the children, other children would love it too. So Dragons than, are exciting. Rather than get bullied by a judgmental neighbor who is too cowardly to state who they are, Roland did what any happy mutant would do. She added more dragons. All right. <laughs> you go, girl. Dragons are, I've always, even as a little girl, loved dragons and the thought of them. So good yeah. for her. Well, it's, it's um, dinosaurs that fly, which is one reason why kids love them so much. Yeah. You know, that, but the idea that you would 
not only judge someone because they had an inflatable freaking dragon in the I mean, front yard. How is yard. it affecting your life? It's not at all in any like way. Like if shape you or don't want to look at it, drive by and avert your eyes. If you're inside of your house, can you see them from your windows? Like, is it really that bad? And think of the reverse. What happens if you're an atheist and you've got... You're surrounded by Christmas. A manger setting in your front yard. Yeah. That would be just as offensive if you said, take down that manger setting because I'm I'm atheist, so I don't want to see that stuff. Shut up. No, people just constantly amaze me. It's just, I just don't understand why you... This is one of the things that you have to learn... And we are getting further and further away from, I think our parents and certainly our grandparents and great-grandparents understood the idea of community. In a community, whether it's a physical community or an online community, you have to accept people. In your neighborhood, you have to accept people. Mm-hmm. If they're not doing something, as long as they're not doing anything that's, that's really offensive, and apparently this person thinks this is really offensive, mm-hmm. they're not sunbathing naked in the front yard. You know, they're they're not having wild parties every every, every mm-hmm, single weekend. Mm-hmm. They've got a Christmas display up or a Hanukkah display or a festivus display. You walk past it and shut up. I know. Doesn't affect you at all. Exactly. Even if in fact this woman wasn't in a demonic cult. Even if in fact she was going to hell. Even if in fact everyone she knew was just sinful and that's not your business no it's not as long as she's not hurting anyone you know that book you profess to believe in it says in that book judge not least you shall be judged there we go it's very sad i don't understand that mentality at all and i don't mean to i don't mean to sound like oh you know i never would do that i kind of don't i think i'm very accepting of what people do Unless it's offensive. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you have to widen your definition of offense when you live in a community, when you want to be part of a community. You can't drive out those people who are different just because they're different. No, you can't. And that's, what ha- that's what's happening now. I see it so much online and in our politics and our communities. We only want to be surrounded by people who think who are just clones of us, mm. who think the same way we do, who act the same way we do, who are us. I don't want anyone in my tribe who's not exactly like me, who doesn't believe the same thing that I do, who, 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 doesn't, who, who isn't me. And that homogenization of things is, is only going to be bad because when that group of homogenized exact clones meet up with a group that's different, the groups fight. That's right, like a clan. Or religion. It's like or, clan yeah. warfare, religious warfare, anything. It's where it sort of all starts, really. You've got to be more accepting, folks. You, you do? Just, especially of things that... You want some white bread, homogenous, boring community? They're dragons. That's all they are. They're, and they blow up? Yeah, they're inflatable. And by the way, dragons are fake, lady. <gasps> they don't exist. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to blow, burst that particular bubble. You are nuts. I'm oh, sorry, you like nuts. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I slipped um, the first one in yeah. there. What do you think is the healthiest nut? And I bring this up because Christmas. When I was a kid, it was a big thing. My mom would put out a uh, bowl all over the house, little bowls of mixed nuts. And then in the um, living room and the dining in the, on the coffee table would be a big bowl of unshelled nuts and a, and, a, and a nutcracker. And you would crack open walnuts and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, we always had nuts. My mother, I used to drive my mother nuts because I, I don't like drove any other nuts. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you said it drove your mother nuts. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> First of all, you said, I'm nuts. And then you said that you drove your mother nuts. Maybe, maybe the common denominator is you. <laughs> Go on. Are you finished? Drove, <laughs> drove your mother nuts. <laughs> get a control get control yourself woman. okay um so i would i would go through every single bowl of the mixed nuts and just scoop out the cashews because the only nuts i liked mm. but the problem was my mother loved cashews too oh. so she'd be like sean she should have covered Stop them in- the fucking cashews <laughs> she, she should have put them in coconut exactly she's right in coconut <laughs> with, with nuts that's what my mother and I used to give each other as, as gifts what cashews a, a bag of cashews <laughs> it was like for you it's macadamias Yes. Whenever I want to get, get Melissa something special, it's a bag of macadamia. Yes. And for 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 Christmas, for birthdays, for there's always at least a bag of cashews. For me. Yes. I love cashews. Don't, oh yes. I don't like any of the nuts. No. You like macadamia nuts and what else? 
Oh, well, I love all nuts. Really? I love macadamias, cashew. Well, walnuts aren't my favorite. They, they leave a bit of a coating on your mouth. I love hazelnuts. I love almonds, peanuts. I only like hazel. I only like peanuts and peanut butter and hazelnuts and, and Nutella. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't hazelnut. No, I like hazelnuts. Pecans, not so much. Pecans, I would say, are my least favorite nut. I can only eat pecans in a diner in the south on a pie. Whoa. That's okay. the only I've never I've never had a pecan in my life except for a diner in the south United States in you know, on a pie. Hmm. That was a big treat to me. Yeah. Well, pecan pie. Now nah, I can take it or leave it. It's not my most favorite. Pecans are not my I have made cookies, a certain type of a cookie where I've taken one pecan and put it in the center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I'm trying to think what other the only nuts other, there are. The only other time, oh, that's right. The only time, the time I've eaten hazelnuts as, as a nut was in toffee fay. Do you have toffee fay? You know what that is? No. It's a little cup, and the outside, it's a, it's a, it's a candy. The little cup, and the, the holder of the cup is caramel, and then it's got chocolate, and then on the inside of it is a hazelnut. Mm. When you bite into it, you bite into a hazelnut. Yes, I think I, yeah, yeah. Anyway. What do you think are the healthiest nuts? What's the healthiest nut you can eat? <clears throat> Almond. Walnut is the healthiest nut. Um, apparently, it's got lots. It's, it's got the most of uh, a healthy kind of fat, omega-3 fatty acids, mm. iron, <clears throat> selenium, calcium, zinc, vitamin E, and, and, and B vitamins. Yeah, they're very that. oily nuts. They're very soft and... Um, I don't mind them fresh. I don't mind like with the nutcracker opening yep. them up and getting them out fresh. But a bag of walnuts? No, there's yeah, something that happened. That. No, 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 no. And and uh, that was something else my mother would do to ensure I didn't eat the the thing was put nuts in it, like walnuts in the fudge. Or, oh, or, or, or the or the brownies. Yeah, yeah walnuts going oh. to yeah. Oh. No, God, I could not eat a brownie <clears throat> with walnuts. In it. Just <clears throat> to me, that's disgusting. <clears throat> Second, I've never had this nut. Never once, not at all, even roasted. Chestnuts. Oh, yes. I've had them in London. I've never had a chestnut. Mm. I don't know if I'd like it because I like, like cashews. Well, do chestnuts taste like anything? Or well, I would have them roasted because yeah. in London they serve them on the sides of the road. Yeah. Toasted. Or roasted, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah. I just did it, I think, because I'd like to say now that I was in London and I ate roasted chestnuts. Number three on the list, peanuts. Oh, they're very oily too. When I was a kid, you used to eat peanuts a lot because they were fun to shell. But I haven't actually eaten a peanut probably in 20 years. Yeah, I um, was shelling them. You can get into like the rhythm. It almost becomes, you know, we just keep shelling and keep shelling. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go and I will eat. I would eat the peanuts on a plane if they gave me. Oh, no. Yes, oh, I'm I supposed wouldn't. to be. No, I'm allergic to peanuts because right. I need preferential seating. For, <laughs> sorry, I'm allergic to peanuts. I get but, to go on, um, on board first. Yeah. No, peanuts aren't my favorite nuts. Mm. Uh, pistachios. Oh, I love pistachios. Now, those are the nuts I can get into a groove of, of cracking opening open. Oh, them. My oh, God. yeah, yeah. Do not give me an entire bag of pistachios. Because even though I don't like them. Yeah, it's the opening it's them. It's the opening of them. And then if you get a big one that hasn't been all the way opened, oh, I just my whole day is crushed. you got to open it with your teeth. What we could do is we could lie in bed. I can open the pistachios for you. <gasps> and you would give them to me? I would me? pop them in your little mouth. But it wouldn't be the same for you. After a while, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to put one of these in my mouth. Number five, healthiest nuts, almonds. Okay. Uh, pecans, number six, Brazil nuts. I've never had a Brazil nut either. Oh, huge, I love Brazil nuts. I, I would pick out the Brazil nuts out of the nut mixes. I remember those were just massive. Yeah, they're things. shaped like um, little bananas almost. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never, love those. Never had a Brazil nut. Number eight on the list, cashews, my favorite nut. Mm. 80% of their fat is unsaturated. Um Cashews have a lower fat content than most of the nuts. I always thought cashews were the... Were the were You'd the think they'd be real fatty ones, wouldn't ones, you? Yeah. yeah. Um, hazelnuts and number 10, macadamia nuts. Oh, you mean I'm not getting all the nutrition that macadamia I'm... Macadamia nuts used to have a bad reputation because they're considered to be high in fat. However, 80% of this fat is monounsaturated fat. Oh. Macadamia nuts actually contain more monounsaturated fat per serving than any other nut. And they're a good source of calcium, magnesium, and potassium, the three minerals that help prevent bone loss. 
See, you have to see that uh, even though cashews are delicious, I love a nut with a real crunch. I like hard nuts. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I like a lot of feedback from my nuts. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean it. I like I, <laughs> I do like <laughs> What's the matter with saying that? I do. Obviously, I love Brazil nuts, which are really hard. Um, almonds are hard. And macadamias, you can hear me crunching them at the other end of the house. Anyway, moving on. Mr. King has gone so red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, <clears throat> um, I don't think fireplaces are a big deal in Australia, are they? No. That well, means, but we have them. Yeah, but they're a big deal in Canada because of it's. Oh, a whole yeah, country. a huge deal here. Yeah. I have always, um, when I was a kid growing up, we'd never had a, we never, we always lived in apartments. We didn't have a fireplace. But when I moved to my dad's farm in Nova Scotia, it was uh, primarily wood heated because electrical heat was too expensive. Mm-hmm. So we, dad had a gigantic wood burning furnace in the um, basement. My, uh, my mom, my stepmom had a beautiful old wood burning stove mm. that she actually cooked on. Oh, I love it. She baked on a wood-burning stove, yeah, which to wow. me is amazing mm-hmm. because you think that you couldn't regulate the heat properly. But oh, she, if you got it going good, you can regulate it. She it's- made tea biscuits and cakes and cookies and all kinds of bread. Oh, my God. Wednesday was bread day, so uh-huh. we had bread for the weekend. I, I, mean, I still remember this, to this day walking in to the farmhouse on a Wednesday and the whole house smelling like fresh It's such a beautiful bread. smell. Oh, I love There's it. nothing beats it. What? We also Thank have... goodness for your stepmother. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. What? She was just such a wonderful... Oh, she's an absolute sweetheart. Very homey, created a lovely home. Yeah, she did. She was definitely a farm wife. Um, couldn't cook to save her life, though. God, she was an awful cook. Interesting. Amazing baker. And you, 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 you forced down her like dinner just to get to dessert. How odd. She once made mashed potatoes in the blender. And and poured them onto the plate. Ew! Oh my! (laughs) We would have. That's why you hate mashed potatoes. We we would have steaks as tough as shoe leather. The 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 vegetables were boiled to mush. Interesting. Terrible cook. Sorry, mom, but you were a shitty cook. (laughs) (laughs) Truly awful cook. She redeemed herself with the with the baking. Oh, with the desserts, the pumpkin pie, lemon meringue, (coughs) cookies in your lunchbox. All that kind of stuff. But yeah, for, for dinner, it was just torture. It was just Funny, torture. huh? So, so we, we had a, a wood-burning fireplace in, in the house, too. And I loved it. Even I didn't even mind carrying the wood in from, from the outside because there was this wonderful crackling thing. And I remember I moved, when I moved out of the house, I moved into an apartment, top floor of, of a house, and it had a fireplace. It was a, oh. a studio apartment. And a big old bed in one corner and a big old fireplace in the other. Oh. But I'm, I live in the middle of the city, so I, I didn't, couldn't get wood. Couldn't get it from like the gas stations like no, you can no, now? No, you can't, you can't, you couldn't do that. So I would buy these fire logs. These oh, arti- yes, artificial yes, fire yes, logs. yes, that they don't really crack. They no, sort of just... some of them now do, but it's all chemical crackling. Yeah. This was just, just have a fire. Yeah. And to impress girls. Yes. That's, that's why I did it. Well, did you know, um, and this is... Possibly the single wrongest thing about this particular Christmas. Wrongest? Kentucky okay. Fried Chicken introduces a fire log that smells like fried chicken. Oh. Uh, what is wrong with you people? That makes me feel a little sicky. Why do you want a fire log that smells like fried because chicken? Because then people will want to go out and buy fried chicken. Jesus. That's the logic there. KFC's latest promotional item is the 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log. Oh, dear. It's a chemically engineered fire log that emits the scent of fried Ew. chicken. Ew. It's 20 bucks a log. That is just awful. Don't buy this. It's sold out. Don't buy this. It's sold out? It's sold out. Okay. Don't. You just encourage them to do this. How strange. It's disgusting. And I love, used to love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm. But that's just nasty. Didn't we have Kentucky Fried Chicken in Australia? We did. That was our Friday night dinner in Australia. 
in well, you want to pick, we didn't want, didn't want to take the boys out, so so we brought back KFC. That's right. That was the first time I had I had KFC in twenty years. Wow! Used to do it. It was a big treat at home uh, when I was a kid, and it was very good. And every now and then I would get a bucket with family and friends, and their fries were terrible. Mm-hmm. The coleslaw was awful. Mm-hmm. That chicken was delicious. Hmm. And then when I moved to the states, I still remember moved to the, moved to Nashville in March, and that night. Um, I was hungry. There was a KFC next to the little cheap motel I was at. Went to the KFC, and it was the most disgusting, no. greasy, slimy, it? awful KFC. I thought I, they loved fried chicken down there. They didn't know. These, this particular KFC did not know what it was, and I hadn't had it again until a year ago this year. It wasn't great Friday. in Sydney either. No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't. I don't, know if I, I don't know if they changed the recipe or if my memory of it is... Is confused from yeah, being a kid. Yeah. But it was awful in Nashville and it was awful in Australia. Hmm. We used to go to Henny Penny. Henny Penny? Yes. To say, Mom, can we have Henny Penny for dinner? <laughs> that, that was, a, yes. It's the exact same, like fried chicken well, with coleslaw, gravy, yeah. and fries. That's what Henny Penny sold. Um, there's a, there's a, it's Henny not, Penny, it's, Henny Penny chicken. <laughs> Stupid ditty that went with it. Sorry, go on. No, now you can do the ditty. No, I can't remember all of it. Go on. What were we going to say? You have to do at least as much as you remember. I think it's Henny Penny, Henny Penny, chicken every time or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Anyway, keep going. Uh, this wasn't a uh, chicken place in uh, the South, but I still remember driving by it and laughing my ass off. The supermarket called Piggly Wiggly. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Piggly Wiggly was just mentioned in my book that I'm reading. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, foul smells, this is an issue that's going to happen more and more. Stench from marijuana farms outrages some California residents because hmm. it's legal now. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed it around here. That, oh, first, that yeah. first night that ma- the marijuana was legal here in Canada, we had our, it was in the summertime, and our bedroom window was open, and it was this stench. It's not a nice smell. No, if it's you a are skunky not a smell. And I've, I've noticed it a couple other times since, and it's really an unpleasant smell. Yeah. Can you imagine what the smell of an entire marijuana farm would be? I'd, I think that the smell of it is more pungent when it's being smoked. Oh, it is. With the actual plant. But like, when it's grown, it also smells as well. It does. It does. But it is And if you're growing it in a massive amount, you're talking acres and acres of marijuana, that's going to concentrate the smell. So yeah. folks in California, it's like living next to a pig farm, they said. And pig farms are pretty nasty. Hmm. The most popular names for the five most popular breeds of dogs. What do you think the most popular name for a Labrador Retriever is? A Labrador Retriever. Goldie? Maverick. Maverick? That's a stupid name for oh, a Oh, I know. A little boy named Maverick. That's also a stupid name for a little boy, too. <laughs> for a Golden Retriever. A Golden Retriever. Goldie? Murphy. No, <laughs> Murphy. Oh, that's, that's a good one, actually. I'd you know like call a Boston Terrier Murphy. <clears throat> a French Bulldog Murphy. I don't know I'd call a, a Golden Retriever Murphy. I do like the name for a dog, though, I have to say. German Shepherds? I don't know. Uh, Buck. Baron. Baron. Followed by Sarge and Blitz. I think Blitz is a dumb name. I don't like Blitz. French Bulldogs. Uh, Toby? Felix. Felix. I'd call a French bulldog Felix. Felix. I like that name. Yeah, yeah. Rocky is a dumb name for... Rocky just seems a bit cliche, Rocky. Bentley. Bentley. A beagle. Oh, no. Shut up. (laughs) 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 Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I would call my beagle. Baxter. Baxter the beagle. Okay, that's pretty cute. No, the (laughs) second one's I'd pick. I wouldn't do it, but I think it's more appropriate. Barney. Barney? Barney the beagle. I like Barney as the name for a beagle. Barney, okay. uh, The the beagles are Baxter, Barney, Bagel, Watson, (laughs) Hunter, Snoopy, Shiloh. Shiloh? Whoa, I know a woman named Shiloh. and, And Libby. Libby. Goodness me, dogs' names have morphed into human names. Yeah, really. 
Um, you didn't know what this was called. Uh, uh, PETA, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Mm. In general, I, I respect what they are trying to accomplish. I understand quite often what they're trying to accomplish, and they've done a lot of good. They've also done a lot of bad, and they've also done a lot of stupid. And this one is stupid. Um, PETA is challenging people to see lobsters as individuals and not meat. And I tweeted, okay, they're really tasty individuals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Did they ever respond to you? No, God, no. They are... They posted these um, 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 ads on bus shelters in Halifax. Now, Halifax is the capital of Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia is the capital of the lobster industry in Canada. And lobster and, and Nova Scotia and Maine are the two biggest lobster producer areas in the world mm-hmm. for Atlantic lobster. Mm-hmm. Like half a, half a billion dollars a year of lobsters is taken from those those ocean waters. And a lot of communities rely on it. A lot of families rely on lobster. A lot of people rely on lobster. Mm-hmm. For some bizarre reason, PETA has put these ads up in bus shelters in Halifax. And it says, it's a picture of a, a live lobster, a green lobster. It says, I'm me, not meat. See the individual. Go vegan. Talk about not reading the room, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're trying to do because I will accept the argument that the way certainly I and many other Nova Scotiers eat lobster is a bit barbaric. We will boil that water and shove his little lobster head in head first, alive. Mm-hmm. I thought that's why how everybody cooked no, a lobster. No, no, you, you can cook them dead. You can cook them in oh. any ways. But according to Nova Scotiers, that's the best way to do it. Mm. I'm willing to be convinced that it's not, but that's the way we do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit cruel. That's a lot cruel to boil alive any living animal. Yes. I understand that. Yes. I ain't going to stop doing it. But, so, but I understand why, why PETA thinks this is not a good thing. Um, PETA is encouraging folks to do what the Swiss have just made law. That in Switzerland, you are not allowed to cook a lobster live. You okay. must buy it either dead or kill it humanely. Obviously, and they give you how instru- do you do that? They give you instructions how to put a knife in basically oh, and just back of its skull, <clears throat> instant just, death, supposedly. But as we know, Scotia would say, b- b- shoving his head in a pot of boiling water is also instant death. Yeah. Now people are going to say, "Oh, they scream!" No, that's not a scream. Lobsters don't have freaking vocal cords. What it is is you. If you hear that noise, it doesn't happen every time you boil a lobster. It's air. Uh, the pressure inside the lobster um, shoves the air out between gaps in its shell mm-hmm. and it makes like a whistling sound as a, as a tea kettle would. Mm-hmm. It is not a lobster screaming. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, you know, they still have wolf culls. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, and, and I don't mean to, I think being cruel and the life of anything has a, a precious quality about it. But, you know, when you're flying around in a helicopter shooting wolves, I'm sorry. When you're, when you're shooting big, wild African animals, just because you've got a small dick or whatever you're doing it for, I'm sorry. There are better battles for people yeah, to, to spend money on. I agree. I'm, I am sorry, but I agree. And, also, and I don't eat the lobsters. So. And also smarter places to do it. And not do it on a bus shelter where your communities are making money. I wonder, though, if those communities make the money that they should when you consider how much a lobster is when you go to a restaurant. Yeah, but that's going to be the same thing with carrots. You know, I mean, lobsters, um, uh, restaurants jack the price of lobster up because they want lobster to be exclusive. Actually, the price of lobster per pound has dropped a lot. Oh. Because of, um, there are more lobsters. Oh. And, but the, the industry doesn't want the price per pound to drop because Mm. that means we all, they all have less money. That's why nowadays you'll see in a lot of restaurants, other lobster meals. Before it was just lobster. Now you can get lobster ravioli and lobster bisque. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. that yeah. But that's because lobster is cheap and they, and they can, can put make it in, that. Yeah, they don't They're make not, it some exclusive thing exactly. on your plate. Yeah, they they, they want to keep that big old lobster, two-pound lobster that's on your plate at 30 bucks a pound 
because they make that seem exclusive. Yes, but right. But in fact, lobster is about... When we were young, you could go down to the the um, dock and buy lobster for three, four bucks a pound. Mm. And now I've heard from friends you can still get it for about eight bucks a pound. Mm, it's not that much. It's not that much at all. But mm. you go to a store and it's twenty bucks a pound. Mm. And you go very to a, inflated. And you go to a restaurant and it's you know, thirty, forty dollars for. It's very inflated, and they want to keep that that price inflated. So it's like mm-hmm. diamonds. Mm-hmm. Diamonds aren't rare. Diamonds aren't exclusive. No, they were marketed that yeah, way. They were marketed that way. Okay. But yeah, PETA is is uh, like I said, they do do a lot of good. But I I I would like to see them do more in better areas, like the wolf hunt and things like that. Oh please, come on. This is very silly, and again, so utterly misplaced as to is to be almost a joke. So I suppose you can purchase the side of a bus shelter to put something on, but you don't have to tell people what you're going to put there until it appears. No, no. No, the, the the company has to. Uh, most companies will say uh, we we get to approve the ad, so you don't put porn or offensive things on. So it, it was approved. It was approved, yeah. and mm-hmm. and Nova Scotia would look at that and laugh. Yes, I guarantee you, no one's going to pay any attention to this at all except to point at it and laugh and, and yeah. do what I do is like, okay, I'll see him as an individual, a very tasty individual. No, but what's call the point? Him, we'll call him Ben if you'd like. I'm still going to eat Ben, Larry, Larry the, the lobster, because he's tasty. It's his own damn fault. But they paid a lot of money for that ad. Probably. Um, I thought I had other. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Today is longer than yesterday, it, folks. It is. It is. Um, my sister-in-law is visiting her son. She comes from another country, and he lives an eight-hour drive from us. Understandably, our nephew has said that he will not make that drive to us again. He did so in other visits in the past, and I agree that it's too much. My husband plans to buy his sister a round-trip ticket to visit us for a week. I feel that's fine to welcome visitors who can afford to pay their own way and feel fine taking care of all expenses while they visit. My husband insists that his sister can't afford it, but he still wants her to visit. Isn't it unreasonable of me to insist that we not host someone who can't afford her own trip here? My husband visits her in their country annually, so it's not their only chance to see one another. I think your husband should be able to do what he wants if he wants his sister to come and visit. That's just lovely. I mean... What the hell is wrong with this person? That's very unreasonable. That's your sister. That's your family. <laughs> so I don't really... Even if it's your... If it was a business partner, I'd... Even if it's your... If, if, even if, oh. it's, even if it's your in-law. Well, even if it is your in-law. But if it was a business partner or someone, I'd be going, yeah, but yeah. this is family. Family. So it is Shut unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's unreasonable. It absolutely is. Yeah. If you said to me, you know, sweetheart, you know what? Well, I'll pay for your brother to come. And I'd go, oh, my gosh, great. I just I don't understand how you could... Unless you don't like the sister, that's a whole different story. But that's not what she's that's asking. What she's asking. Your husband wants to spend, let's say, a thousand dollars to bring her sister from another country, or even from across the country, to visit yeah. Yeah. for a week. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I think it's lovely. Unless you actively dislike the sister, and you didn't say that. Even if you did dislike the sister, it's still family. Yes. So I think it's unreasonable. Yes. I've had the same cleaning woman for three years. She does an excellent job and works hard. I got her the last six or seven of her clients. However, she's made little changes in the past when I'm not at home. Excuse me? What the hell? What made little changes? Yesterday when I walked in my laundry room, I noticed two pictures had been removed from the wall and rehung in my living room. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. The hell? <clears throat> when did your maid become your decorator? I know, no, yeah, yeah. Furthermore, she used three nails to hang them and left the first nail on the wall because she made a mistake. <laughs> So she's not a good decorator. <laughs> I removed the pictures and returned them to the original spots. The three holes in the room wall remain. I live in an expensive penthouse. The holes are like bullet holes to me. This is not my apartment. I'm a renter. In addition, I don't have the paint that matches and I'm not handy with spackle and painting. Oh, no. This is where it gets worse. <sighs> my cleaning lady is very sensitive. When I asked her to let me know the night before if she needs to cancel, I almost lost her for good. I had to call repeatedly, and I'm walking in eggshells now. What do I do? <sighs> I'm sorry, but 
If it's that you find another, the other cleaning ladies are really good, you know. There's a lot of really good clean. I mean, but I'm not a connoisseur of cleaning ladies, but my mother-in-law was, and you, you change cleaning ladies. Come on, that's spooky. The least you do is you say to your cleaning lady, and you wouldn't say it this way, but you would do your own personal version of this. Don't touch my shit. Just, don't rehang pictures. This is not your home. And this wall here now, like I'm just please. Don't make holes in my wall. Shit. Don't do that. Oh, uh, that's crazy just person. Pre- that's very presumptuous of her. You get it another really one. Is. Mm-hmm. My first inclination would be just to fire her ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're gone. You don't you, you don't damage my home. Yeah. You don't rehang pictures. She's doing fine. You've got her another what, six, seven clients? Find another cleaning lady. <laughs> She's done. I don't give a rat how sensitive she is. I don't care either. See, people get funny about the cleaning ladies. Like, uh, that's that's true. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah. there's lots of people out there with the cleaning There's house. a lot. Find one. So, yes. God. My husband enjoys playing music in our home. He recently installed speakers throughout the house and in our yard as well. <laughs> now we have music on all the time. <laughs> oh, but it gets worse. At levels that prohibit conversation. Oh, oh, oh. I have moderate hearing loss in one ear as well, so the kids and I are constantly <laughs> shouting to be heard above the music. In the yard, I just want to hear birds and breeze, not blaring music. Oh. My husband gets annoyed when I ask him to turn it down or off. The music goes down momentarily and then right back up. Is there a way we can coexist peacefully? He tried wearing headphones, but it felt like he was living apart from us. Well, he is now, I too. <laughs> Family meeting. Family meeting. Okay, there's got to be some music-free zones. Your husband is being a little passive-aggressive. Doesn't want to talk to you or the kids. Or the kids. Like, you're I just don't, yeah. I, 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 you have to have a family meeting, and you've got to sort that out. You cannot keep going in that way. Or your husband's a dick. Well, whatever. He's a dick, or I don't care, but he's got to... He's got to unwire some of the speakers. That's just they're yelling through the house. That oh my gosh, that's awful. He's disrupting the whole family. And the other issue too is that we, and we've had this this discussion before. Not everyone likes everyone else's music. No. And unless you're all in agreement that you know we're all going to listen to Rage Against the Machine, yay, that's going to be fun. But you want to listen to Christmas Carol? I want to listen to Rage. No. You well, know, and I um. Well, I mean, I do play music when I um, make pancakes, and I, I love to sing, yeah. and I love. But if I'm out in the yard, sometimes I might bring my speaker out, but I have it. I carry it around with me, and I keep it close, like I don't blare it. I would worry about the neighbors too. Like I don't want them to have to hear all my music. So that's one thing that really bugs me is when people on a regular basis. If you're just doing it at one time because you've got some friends over and you're in the backyard and, you're, and you're, oh, your music's yeah. up, uh, okay, I'll tolerate yeah. that. Yeah. But you see people all the time, in cars especially, yeah, driving along with the music. I don't want to hear your noise. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like that music, so turn mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. We've been at the ferry terminal and cars will pull up next to us and that car is blaring music. You're mm-hmm. sitting there for the next hour. I listen to your shit? No. Yeah, yeah. No. I will go up to that person and I've done it. You've seen me. Yes. Tap them, politely tap the window and say, excuse me, please, would you mind turning that down? Yes. Yes. Oh, no. he's he, Something's wrong there. He doesn't want to communicate or something. Wow. He wants nothing to do with you people. Oh, dear. That's just I think it's pretty awful. obvious. Oh, my God. Everybody's shouting. Forget <laughs> that. Before I even ever thought of being pregnant, I knew that I would name my first child. That's a problem. Before you even thought about getting pregnant, you already thought of baby names. Well, she obviously really wanted to have a baby. You don't know the sex of the child. You don't know the father. You don't know his opinion about this. To me, that's a, a, a You big already old, think that's, that's weird? That's a red flag right there. Okay. Before I ever thought of being pregnant, I knew that I would name my first child Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. What? Okay. Is that hyphenated or is it Nikola? Well, two words. Tesla. Two words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. For my first question was, are you related to Nikola Tesla? <laughs> Why do you say that? That's the only reason to name a child Nikola Tesla. I don't know. Okay. With the plan of having lots of nicknames to choose, one that would fit after they were born. How about the name that would fit after they were born? I settled on Tess because no one would really guess the meaning and it seemed gender neutral. Why do you 
fucking care if it's gender neutral. I know. After wow. my son was born, his dad told me it was important to him that he be called Nicola. So that's what we did. Okay. After my son turned six months old, his dad and I split up. Saw that coming. <laughs> oh, God. And I decided to call him Nico. The nickname I most loved and wanted to use. Eventually, I started alternating between Nicola and Nico with a few other pet names. This poor, confused child. Oh, my gosh. Now our son's almost two, and if you ask him his name or what he wants to be called, he says Tess. If you call him Tess, he lightens up. Okay. This has been going on for a few weeks now. So, do yeah. I call him Tess? Do I ask others to call him Tess? Do I send out a social media announcement? Do I talk to his dad for doing this? Oh, oh my, my God, God, lady! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Jesus! Oh, it's too much. Grow a set. Yeah. Yeah. He's two. He's two. Well, if he lights up with Tess, that's awesome. Yeah, just call him Tess. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and he'll get to an age where, well, it'll start to catch on and he'll be Tess. Yeah, or he'll be Nicola. Whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Nicky, Nicky, whatever. Nicky, Tess might be your name for him, your special name for him. Lighten the hell up. Wow. See, it's becoming, it's too much. Really? Just uh, come on. Just use your own common goddamn sense. Yes. The child wants to be called Tess. Call the child Tess. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll go along with that. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) These people. It just cracks me up sometimes. And we've talked about this, you know, several, several times about the fact that people just don't stand up for themselves. And what they believe in. You wanted to originally call him Tess. So well, one of the problems I have with the whole this thing is, is and, and as a person who works with children, correct me if I'm wrong, wouldn't it be confusing for a child to call them too many different names? One person calls them Nikki, one person calls them Nicola, one calls them Tess. Well, I think that could be a special kind of a, a, a nickname or, or name from your mom, because that's your mom, yep. or your family. Often when I work with a kid now, I go, hey, you like, you know, say if it's Michael, I say, do you like to be called Mike? Or, And they'll always tell you. They'll always tell you what they prefer to be called. So I don't think it's a big deal. You know, when I listen to these things, I always feel like now that my problems are really big problems. <laughs> I have really big problems. These people have little tiny little problems. How can I convince my husband to sleep with a sex worker even though he doesn't want to? What? Why? <laughs> I just love the headline. Oh my god! Okay, so go on. What's the reason? My why? husband and I will be touring Europe. We are in our seventies and sixties, respectively. I want to stop in Amsterdam and let him experience the red light district. He isn't getting any younger, and this would be like a last hurrah. Several years ago, I took him to a nudist colony where he could look at, enjoy looking at twenty-year-old bods in the flesh. Okay. His friends were so envious. We are in a mo- monogamous relationship, but we both realize we're nearing the end of our existence and are trying to cram as much as possible in these last few years. I recently tried smoking pot, as I never thought it would happen in my life. It was not a good experience. I passed out and fell on my face, mm. but hey, at least I got to try it. Okay. My husband is, even, is unwilling to even entertain the idea of a visit to Amsterdam. He has no problem in the uh, sex department. We enjoy an active sex life. Uh, how can I convince him that he may never get this chance again with my blessing? And may have regrets when his sex organs finally give up the ghost. Just let it go, lady. It if go. he doesn't want to do it, he, d- 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 just let it go. I mean, she's been a bit of a control freak. Your husband doesn't want to have sex with the women. Let it go. It's, 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 it's no big deal. I'm not, let it go. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> right. just, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> the man like, what can I do to convince him to do it? He doesn't want to do it. The man's 70 years old. He knows what he wants and doesn't want by That's now. That's true. He's a big boy. He's a big old boy. Yeah. If this is something he wanted to do and yeah. you were giving his blessing, he would go, thank you very much. Right. And you go out and find a cute redhead like I did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand that at all. It, it, yeah. Just, yeah. he doesn't want to do I'm it. I'm starting to feel very like, oh my God. The only- Respect other people's wishes. True. You've made your position clear. Mm-hmm. You said this is what I would like for you. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you permission to do this thing. You can't impose it upon someone. You can't. You know. You can't. This is my idea for you. Do you like it? No. Oh. Okay. I- I'm sorry. I- I'll let it go. Okay. Except. Hmm. Little Miss Hypocrite. Yes. You gave me a choice. Between an open relationship no, and no, not. No. 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 
Christmas present, anniversary present. Mm-hmm. You gave me a choice of I could open it today or I could open it on Christmas Day. That was your, that was, was your choices. Was my, choice. my actual choice was I didn't want the gift to begin with. Right. And you told me, no, no, that's not, not the choice That wasn't one of your choices. You, you imposed upon me a choice I didn't want. Well, because I had the gift. Yes, yeah, you did. And I thought it was being kind of mean not to want a gift from me for Christmas or anniversary. I can see how you'd think that'd be mean. Mm. Except you know that I'm never intentionally mean to you. No. So what other reason would I have said for not wanting to open the gift? That you didn't want a gift, but it was too late for that. So that's like saying, well, no, your choices were, (laughs) I have a gift for you. Do you want your gift for your anniversary or do you want it for Christmas? They were your choices. (laughs) But you were imposing choice upon me. Well, it's no, like, it's, because it's like your you, choice was a mean choice. Like, I don't want your gift, but, it's like, but I have the gift. But it's not a mean gift because you know I didn't mean it in a mean way, right? So my my choice wasn't mean. No, your choice was hurting my feelings, though. But I wasn't doing it on purpose. No, I know that. So it's like if this woman had given her husband a choice between the blonde and the redhead, you're going to sleep with one of them. Pick the blonde but or the redhead. But she hadn't purchased the blonde or the redhead. Right, let's say she had. If she had? Yes. And, well... Then the compromise would be, well, if you don't want to have sex with her, just go out and have a cup of coffee and a walk. (laughs) (laughs) I've paid for her, okay? (laughs) There's no refund. (laughs) And, um, you know, you never know. Something might evolve. (laughs) No, I don't. I just feel like that if you said to me, sweetheart, I have a gift for you. Would you like it now or later? And if I went, no, I don't want it at all. I think that that's mean. Didn't say it that way. Okay. We had agreed to not buy each other a gift. And did you buy me a gift? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, and I knew you, I know you have. So, therefore. Therefore what? Your choices were, you want the gift now or then the other day. But my point is, you imposed the choice upon me. Mm, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the gift didn't work out very well, did it? And you were very upset by that, I'm weren't you? I was very upset. But why? Because I was very happy and, and to have gotten that for you. And From my point of view, I appreciate the fact that you got a gift. I appreciate the fact that you thought about the gift. I appreciate the fact that you got me a gift that I can actually use and want. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen to fit the thing... The, the, we, 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 I, we just bought a, a DJI Mavic 2 Pro drone for photography. And the drone has to be, it's very, very, very expensive. So it's got to be kept safe. And so I've been looking for uh, carrying cases, bags, Yes, because I really to, want it. It's got to be kept safe. Very safe. This is an investment in, 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 in the business. And small, delicate cho- uh, pieces yes, and right. things. So Melissa went and got me. A perfectly reasonable DJI Mavic Pro bag. Mm-hmm, it's a bag lovely. designed for this drone. Yes. The problem is our son, who's got the previous version of it, ha- of, of the drone, has this exact bag, and he rightfully said the bag retains moisture. Yes. And you don't want to put a drone and have that moisture leak out into the bag. I'm sorry, leak, leak out of the bag into the drone. He's had problems with that He's bag. He's had problems with the and bag. It, it, it uh, misting up, fogging up his his uh, lenses on his drone. So it's an awful bag. Yes. You didn't didn't know this. Well, and nor did the little sales dude tell me that. The sales dudes are generally idiots. Um, So don't be upset that the particulars of the present didn't work out because I'm not upset by it. Presents get returned all the time. It's the thought of the present. It's the effort of the present. It's the consideration of the present and that it is a good present in the big picture, it's a carrying case for a very expensive item. It is that's not that particular one. That's all. Yes, no, we're not going to. And it did open up discussion around. Okay, how are we going to do this? Yes. Should we try it? This when well, we're not going to keep this bag. It's no. very unfortunate that such an expensive piece of equipment that they're manufacturing these awful bags yes. to carry them in. Because Damon really did have quite a lot he of moisture. Ve- he was vehement about the fact this is a bad bag. He said, "Mum, I did not use <clears throat> mine. I've stopped. Don't. This is a bad idea." But no. I didn't ask him beforehand because right. I thought, well, if these expensive drones. 
are being sold, then surely DJI would be. It, it was, it's a fair assumption. I would have assumed the same thing. Yeah, I thought they would have. And it wasn't cheap no, either. Like no. it was a $100 bag. Yep, right. And it's not big because yep. it's just for the drone. Anyhow, it's, so yes. But I suppose I did impose that. But I'm all right now. We'll go over and we'll get the money back and we'll figure it out. Okay. That's what we'll do right now. All right. We'll go walk over to London Drugs. Let's walk over to London Drugs and get our money back. Get our money back. Folks, uh, this is the last show before Christmas. I don't know yeah. if we'll do one. Will we do one next week? I don't know. We'll see I how we feel. We'll see. If we don't, have a Merry Christmas. Screw you if you don't like me. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Season's <laughs> greetings. <laughs> uh, Happy New Year. If, if you are uh, going to be celebrating that, everyone celebrates New Year. Um, if you're doing anything special for Christmas or for a New Year, let us know. I'd love to find out what your traditions are around the holidays. I'm always, like I said, I'm always fascinated by what people do, both as a culture, um, as a country, and as as a, uh, personally for around the holidays. We're having a ham. We're having a lovely ham, a spiral ham. Spiral ham and pumpkin cheesecake. Yes, uh, uh, we're going to have a spiral ham and. Uh, uh, scalloped potatoes with Brussels sprouts. Cheesy Brussels sprouts. Cheesy. And then on to honeyed carrots. Ce- honeyed carrots. And to celebrate our son, our oldest son, because our youngest is not here, mm-hmm. we're going to have pumpkin cheesecake because he loves Sean's pumpkin cheesecake. Send out good thoughts to Melissa because her, her youngest isn't here. He's mm. up in Smithers with his dad. So we'll be a little sad. He's on in Christmas the snow day. and he's, he's ice he's skating and he's yeah. snowshoeing and he's having fires and he's having a great time. And I'm so happy for him. So keep that in mind when you get sad mm-hmm. that he's having a good time. Yes. Folks, so this has been Don't Listen to Us. I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs>